Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Wake up, Lincoln. I overslept. Damn rooster didn't crow. It's time for Early Break. Sponsored by Midwest Bank. Live from Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. I'm wrong, but I'm not. Husker Online, Steve Sipple. If I were a feral cat. And longtime college football assistant coach, Bill Bush. You get one team. Mine's the Houston Oilers. I'm, so, not, I'm not the Texans, and I'm not the Titans, so, so I'm out. This is Early Break. Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Wednesday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, Bill Bush on early break. Hour 2 is sponsored by Midwest Bank. Member FDIC location at 27th and Jamie Lane in Lincoln. New location coming to 70th and Pioneers by the end of the year. We are joined in studio by Luke Gifford. Former Husker, current Tennessee Titan. Luke, uh, welcome back. Thanks for being here today. Again, we uh, enjoyed having you in the, for the last segment. Rating the song of the day. Banford Man, Blinded by the Light. But... You're around. Uh, let's, let's get to it. when you head back to Nashville for things. When, got, how long are you around for? Yeah, I got about a, a month off, so I'll be here for a good two weeks, stay till after the 4th, and then uh, get back to Nashville and start training again. New city. Yep. Making a move from Dallas to Tennessee. Um, how do you feel about that? It's been great. You know, it, it was hard for me at first because I love Dallas so much. Did I, you? Yeah. It And. You know, it was kind of home. I've been there for four years mm-hmm. and uh, made a lot of really good friends and relationships. So leaving was tough for sure. And I, I knew it would come at some point. You know, it's just the inevitable of playing in the NFL. And so, you know, but Nashville is, I mean, if you're going to pick a place to go, that's, that's got to be good. the top of the list. You've hit a couple home runs. Yeah. You hit couple, a couple, couple, home, home, couple home runs. Where, where I want to, it's like, hey, we, no doubt. where do you want to live at? Buffalo, Detroit, do you want to live in <laughs> Dallas or Nashville? <laughs> yeah. Not bad. Not bad. You don't yeah. vacation the other places very much. No. Yes. no. Nashville, your vacation. How about like, Cleveland? It <laughs> would be another one. <laughs> I cracked yourself up, didn't you? Is that the <laughs> simple ass of his own jokes, Luke. We're used to it. It's okay. Uh, yeah. so, so Nashville, the question I wanted to ask you, and I, I, don't, I can overthink things with the best of them, Luke, but when, when a guy like Garrett Nelson or Trey Palmer, any former Husker that's going in the NFL, asks you for advice, what, is there anything that stands out in your mind that you've learned in four years in the NFL? Yeah, you know, I think, especially early in my career, yes. the biggest thing was just controlling what I could control. You know, okay. like I can control how I handle my everyday business. You know, like there's a lot of external things going on. Is there? A lot of pressure. Yeah. yeah. But I think that the biggest thing for me was taking care of what I do, like never making the same mistake twice. Uh, one thing that Sean Lee told me that has always stuck with me, and it was like one of the, it was like the first week I was there and he came up to me and he was like, Giff, you're just going to have to be an ear hustler. Like you're not always going to get the reps. You're not always going to be 
um, running with the ones or twos. So when guys make a mistake or we're in meetings, like you have the whatever is being told to them, you're gonna have to listen to and apply to your game, you know. And so that was the biggest thing for me. And when they asked me, I talked to Garrett a lot and like just the off season and stuff. And Did that you? Was, that was one of the things I told him too. So that makes sense. Yeah, that, I it's, mean, it's just it's just hard as a young guy, you know, and and especially because different. Each place is a little different. Like in Dallas, when I first got there, Coach Garrett was there, and it was like, you know, it was old school. Like you go in there, you're getting hazed all the time. You're like, <laughs> yeah. they're putting you through the ringer. And some places aren't like that, yeah. but it makes it 100 times harder because you're worried about learning a playbook, then you're worried about <laughs> memorizing lyrics to a song. Oh, you, don't, you know what I mean? Yeah, it, there's yeah, just yeah, a lot yeah. of stuff that comes with yeah. it. And so I, I've always told people the biggest thing you can do is just control what you can. You mentioned pressure. What's the pressure? What pressure did you feel, especially as a rookie and maybe early in your career? Yeah. Well, you know, I think it's just different from college where it's a job now. And, like, you know, obviously you always – I always felt pressure as a Nebraska kid and someone on scholarship. Like, yeah, I'm there. I want to I produce and I want to, you know, like I want to do what I was brought in to do. But it's different in the NFL. Like, if you don't do what you're supposed to do, you're just not going to be there. And, and it might be in a day, you know. And you yeah, never know. Especially, that's pressure. Especially as an undrafted guy. Like, it doesn't take much. And thankfully, Dallas is an organization that um, they really – they give their, their undrafted guys an opportunity, I'd say. Um, there's a lot of places that, that really just don't. And so it was a good situation for me. Does that stem from the top? Is that a Jerry Jones culture situation you know i think it probably is a little bit i think he has a lot to do with it um and they i feel like they just really let guys see things through you know like i i went through a lot of my time in dallas like injury wise um i had a suspension for peds at a time where right. i was i mean i was fighting to stay on the roster you know? right i was a back-end guy um and they stuck with me so there was a lot of things that like i look back on it now and i'm just really thankful that I was at where I was because I don't know that if I was somewhere else um, that I would have gotten the same opportunities that I did. So. Did you, did you, was it, was it an active thought in your mind? Look, I'm going to make my mark on special teams. Oh, for sure. For sure. Especially, um, you know, after my second year, I was kind of like, I knew that, you know, you look around the league and, and it's amazing. The value for off ball linebackers is just not very high. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, it's just compared comparatively speaking to other positions, and there's just a lot of them. There's yeah, there's just there's it's can, like I, I talk about in recruiting all the time. Luke's like, yeah, don't don't bring me a wide receiver. Right. Don't don't come in with a wide receiver. I, I got there's over 200 on the board. Find me a D lineman. Exactly. Find me those guys. 100%. Same way in the D line. Same way in the NFL. It's like all the money goes to those big guys. Yep. You know, that mass kicks ass. Yep. So <laughs> you said right. you said I mean I have to make my mark on yeah. on specials, which you did. For sure. I, I just knew that if I was ever, you know, I wanted my opportunities on defense, but I knew that if I was ever going to really make a career for myself, I thought it was going to be on special teams. And then the rest of that stuff comes with it. You know, when I started playing really well on special teams was when I started getting my getting a series here or there on defense. And I knew that it was going to be that way because of just the, the guys that I had seen come through there, you know. And so when I and I tell the young guys this all the time, like if you want to get paid and you want a second contract, you better be a demon. On hmm. We are joined by Luke Gifford, former Lincoln Southeast, former Nebraska defender, and when and Jake Bill. When I'm talking about making a mark on special teams, Luke, you are averaging like a tackle a game on special teams. Yeah, a tackle a game. Yeah, it was. So last year was you know it's been think hard. about that. We we play in a dome 
or in, yeah. in Dallas we did. So a lot of there was not a lot of live balls, you know, mm. like yeah. Brett Maher was banging it through the end zone. Yeah. I'd have to be like, Brett, yo, mm. can we keep yeah. it in here. You I know? gotta earn a contract me, here. Help me out, man. Right. Come yeah. on, I have a Brett. livelihood. Right, yeah. right. But we yeah. luckily we played a lot of uh outdoor games the last like back half of the season and okay. that's kinda how it happened. But yeah, man, it's just and we had a really good um crew in Dallas like coach Bones I was just um, gonna say you played for coach Bones who's a legendary oh uh, special teams coordinator tell yeah. us what that was like oh he he's one of the best coaches I've ever had he's he taught me so much about just like about how to embrace special teams I hated special teams when he first got there wow. um and one of the biggest things for me was kickoff return you know kickoff return a front line blocker has to be one of the hardest things to do in football and he taught it to me as tackling, as basically like one-on-one -on -one tackling. And ever since then, that kind of changed my outlook on, on kickoff return, which if you ask a lot of special teams coaches around the league, the mark of a really good special teams player, a lot of them would say, how good, how good are they on the front line? Front line know? blocker. Yeah. because the, the, the two hardest things to do in, in special teams is that we, we, in, in my meetings were – Front line kickoff return, one-on-one yep. -on -one versus a gunner. 100%. Those, those, those are the two techniques that are the hardest ones to do. Yep. Why? Well, because I'm, you're out there in a lot of space with a guy running 30 yards full speed ahead at you, you uh -huh. know, with a two-way go most of the time. Mm -hmm. those guys, most of those guys are athletic enough that you can't just force them one way. You force uh -huh. them one way and they'll backdoor you and still mm -hmm. make the tackle. Yeah. So it's just it's, – you just got to be pretty versatile. And a lot of guys – a lot of the guys out there are defensive guys that have never blocked anybody in their life. Right. You know? So right. for me, that was a, that was probably the biggest adjustment. But. And the adjustment that was taught to you was, was treat it like a tackle? Yeah, which, you know, <laughs> I, it's funny because I got to, na to uh, Tennessee and our special teams coach in Tennessee, Coach Ock, he was like, all right, so what's the deal with uh, how you guys teach it over there? Because you guys got to be the grabbiest team in the league when you're blocking. And I'm like, <laughs> Coach, if they're not calling it, that's what I'm doing, you know? Yep. And, and literally, like, I would literally full-on wrap somebody up and then bring my hands back in, which you know, a lot of people don't agree with it because it looks yeah. a little you could get a flag. <laughs> you can, but if you do it the right way, it's all about mentality, you know, yeah. just sticking somebody and, and being violent. But, yeah. There you go. There you go. What well, what was the process like? So you, you were an undrafted free agent, go to Dallas. What what was it like? Uh, you know, the moment the draft ends, and how many phone calls did you receive off the bat? And what was it like choosing Dallas when all was said and done right away? Yeah, it was crazy. Um, obviously, just because Dallas is Dallas, you know, and um, everybody, you know, you either love them or you hate them. And it seemed like most people loved them when I when I uh, talked to people. But no, it was it was a hard decision, but also really easy at the same time. I felt like that was the best situation for me um, to kind of carve out a role, and and thankfully they gave me, you know, they laid it out pretty well for me and what they saw for me. Um, and then from there, it was just kind of like, you know, I went in there with not a lot of expectations. I just went in there and I was gonna <laughs> go a hundred miles an hour every every rep, and whatever happened happened. And thankfully, you know, it, it worked out the way it did. So. Worked out well. Now, was your would you say? It seems like you've always kind of had to battle, even at Nebraska. Now, yep. but was, would you say your best season as a football player was 2018, your senior year? Yeah, for sure. 62 tackles, 13 for loss. I mean, you were making a big impact. Yeah, it's funny. You know, I I uh, not that long ago, I kind of went back and watched a lot of the games, and there Did were you? so many times where I was like, man, <laughs> if I was half of the football player I am now or knew more about what I was doing, mm -hmm. 
my season would look completely different, you know? And I think it's, I do think it was probably my best full year of football, definitely in Nebraska. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's funny to look back at it now and, and know what I know. And is that more so based on what, you know, what the offenses do now? For sure. It just, it's not so much like my, my, myself, oh, if I just had better footwork, yeah. it's more like if I would have anticipated situational football. A hundred percent. That's the biggest thing I think I've learned since I've gotten the NFL is just situational football and just how to watch film and understand the game. And I, and especially in college, you know, there's a lot more, I mean, <clears throat> offensive get, offenses give a lot away. If, do they? Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll watch film with Isaac. Some Isaac will send me some stuff every once in a while, and I'm like, dude, if they're doing this, you be- <laughs> you better be there. You know what I mean? Like, so, and it's just a learning thing. It's like comes with playing a lot of football. But that's interesting. Well, yeah, we look at uh, you know, I guess you know, your time in Nebraska. How, how do you sum that up? You know, you you obviously had a, you had success here. You, you got to yeah. the NFL, but how how would you summarize your time at Nebraska in general? You know, I'm conflicted on this because obviously, like, when I grew up, all I wanted to do was come to Nebraska and win big games, play in championships. You know, I never imagined that in my time in Nebraska, I would have lost as many games as I did. Um, but with that being said, I would never change it for the world. Like, I learned so much of my time here, made a lot of great relationships, literally lived my dream, mm-hmm. you know. So I always tell people I would never change it for the world. Like, obviously, I wish I would have won more games while I was here, but. Uh, Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. There's just a lot of shakeup. You're recruited right. by Bo, played for Riley, ended with Frost, right? Yep. How, in what ways, I don't want to paint, I don't want to, this doesn't have to be a negative. In what ways did that, does that, does that help you in some ways? Yeah, it definitely, um, there definitely are parts. You know, I think, I mean, I had, I think I had four different defensive coordinators Great. at that time there. Well, you learn a lot of yeah. different like, systems. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that helped me once I got to the league. But I, I t- and this is, the crazier part is I had, I had six different defensive coordinators in a row into the NFL. So I Did got you? there. Uh, Coach Garrett left, got a new defensive coordinator. Coach Nolan left. So seven, actually. So, <laughs> I mean, there are seven years of playing football with different defensive coordinators. Yeah. It's just crazy. And I that is crazy. It, but it's just it's a wild thing to think about. What are the challenges in that? Well, I think There's, you just never really get comfortable with yeah, it. Is it terminology, terminology or is it just if things are the, the same? That's one thing that uh, Saban does, that, which is brilliant. When an offensive coordinator comes in, you can run whatever you want, plays you want, but you have to use the exact same terminology. Right. So he's not. We're not. Gonna, we're not going to be in a meeting, and the offense is the offense and defensive staff, and they're talking, and the defense offensive staff are talking about that. Oh, that's the same. No, no. Yeah. It, it, it's what it's what Nick Saban calls it. And so that helps a lot when oh, for sure. if everyone has that. So and everyone's kind of the same terminology wise, but there are always some. Right. I've been at different places coaching. I'll say something. They're like, "What? What's that?" Yeah. I'm like, "Oh, that's oh, that, to you. That was this." Yeah. And so, but you have to adjust to them. But that's a lot of terminology used. for sure. That's that was the biggest thing for me. It's just like like going from each system and being like, "Okay, well, this means this," and it's really not any different in either scheme. But just compartmentalizing that mm-hmm. and then just making that switch is is tough. For sure. But. Yeah. Is there um, there's something really big happening at Tennessee? 
this year. I want to no. know. What's that? Your excitement. They're going to wear the Houston Oilers oh boy. jerseys. Oh, yeah. oh boy. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. saw them in the locker room. Yeah. The other day. How, I mean, oh, that's. You did. You did. Wait a second. No way. I did. Wait a second. You can't understand my excitement. I am. I am. <laughs> Oilers oh, fan yeah. through and through over there. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. They're hanging in the locker room. They had the helmets going. Uh, everything was looking good. Uh, they're pretty. They're pretty. Clean. That's gonna be sweet when you wear those. Yeah, yeah. That, it's pumped. in September. Like game four or something. Is that right? Well, that's the first game. They the first game. You're, 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 I'm not for sure. I'm not for sure. Well, yeah. Bill, what was on the helmet? Was it an oil Oiler. rig? Yeah, oil rig. Yeah. Yeah. An oil rig. Yeah, absolutely. There's an oil rig. Yes, it looked good. Did it? Must say. Yeah. So I'm very. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah, I'm very excited about that. Awesome. What, what spot do you what, so people come to Nashville to see you? Obviously, everyone the uh, the the novice flock to Broad Street, right? Yeah. But that's not the <laughs> if you talk to people from Nashville, you do not go oh. to Broad Street. <laughs> do you or yeah, do you? Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> I've been on Broadway a little Broadway too much the last yeah. couple weeks. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> so Broadway is a thing. Okay. That's, that's why I'm back home because I have to get off Broadway. Yeah, get out. Gotcha. <laughs> no, but there's a lot of great places. I joined a golf course um, yeah. like 20 minutes away, and uh, uh, I think it, it's called Old Hickory Country Club. Yeah. Um, so that's that's kind of my escape right now I, I get off broadway and go play golf go play golf yeah the nice. old hickory the old hickory the old hickory, the old hickory. hickory. i love yeah. the name it's awesome how's yeah, your game awesome. a great course how's ah. your game now don't do what jake does he'll go Listen. hole by hole with yeah, oh, every no, no. every club <laughs> and i, I hit a, <laughs> I hit a <laughs> hybrid there's too many and then, people that might be they yeah. know my game for yeah. me to talk about how good it is. Um, it's not good. I'm like a 14. Mm-hmm. So oh, that's all right. It's not bad. Manageable. Better than bogey golf. It's yeah. fine. You shouldn't be good at golf. You don't have time. You shouldn't right. be. Yeah. 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 If you yeah. were really good that. at golf, I'd wonder. I tell myself that. Yeah. Tell us the difference between just not not good or bad, like yeah. Vrabel uh, mm. being the being the head coach. For and, sure. Um, you know, I think you can tell he he was in the Patriots organization for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. um, like we the way we train is like dang near like college mm-hmm. uh, we're wow. pushing sleds on thursdays we're and it's uh. and it's not just like i mean it's everyone it's it's all the guys that are getting paid the guys that are big name guys you know so i think you can definitely tell why they have the culture that they've had in the last few years um which i think is really cool it's definitely an adjustment um everybody has their own way of doing things you know mm-hmm. dallas had i love the way we did it in dallas but um, I think that I think I honestly identify more with the way that we do things in Tennessee, which is mm-hmm. kind of cool. You know, it's just that yeah. I'm sure goes. they knew that, right? I mean, they, right. when they were when they were courting you, for sure, for sure. That this they guy's gonna—they're not really looking to change people. No, they're looking to. Like, I, I always yeah. say in recruiting, I always say in this room here, I always say, you want a tough, smart team, recruit them. Yeah. So be the same way. You want to get that 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 in free agency, go get those guys. Uh, Don't try to be like ah. It's not who he is, but we'll change him. Yep. Right, year five now. This is year five for you in the NFL, right? Yep. You're 27 years old. So what do you want to get done now? Where, I mean, where do you want your career to go at this point? You're right. You want you just say right now you are in your prime. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I think one of the reasons why I went to Tennessee was the opportunity to play defense and kind of be more of a mainstay there um so for me you know i'll always have to be a guy that dominates on special teams like that'll have to be my calling card but um i've always felt like that i have a lot to offer on defense and i think that they've seen the same thing in me so for me you know my i signed a two-year deal you Um, did yeah so my my goal is to be a guy that's you know either starting or a third guy that plays a lot and 
you know, whatever that brings with and wherever I end up after these two years or where we go from there. But that's that's kind of what I goal. Yeah, that's what I want to do right now. So you got to yeah. tackle the big hoss in practice. Uh, oh I, don't, I don't think God. he gets touched in practice. I was going to say, get tackled. Just thudding him up. Yeah, yeah. You're bringing him knife tackle, knife knife right through his knees, knife tackle. Right that. Yeah. That's how we do it. That's how yeah. we do it over here on this side, yeah. Derek. I'm not touching Derek. Derek. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't hit that. It's just he's Sip, a, Sip is a very, very big Derek Henry yeah, fan. Yeah, that's oh, a huge that's, fan. He's a great, huge dude. fan. Of is Derek he? Henry. He's a great dude. He, you know, he uh, when he first showed up, he was super. Like I could not have been more impressed about how down to earth he was and uh, knows everybody. Makes it a point to talk to everybody. So he's a good dude. Good for the franchise. T- can can joined by by the way joined by Luke Gifford here in studio, former Husker, now current Tennessee Titan linebacker. Question: If you could explain to the listeners what it's like, the intensity of what it's like to be on the punt team. Oh man, that's such a that's punt team. Uh, you know what? Is the first meeting we had on punt when I got to Tennessee? Um, they straight up said, "We will you will never be on the punt team if we don't trust you." And the guys that are on the punt team are the guys that we trust the most. And invite only, I always invite, said. Invite, invite only. only. That's one hundred percent right. I mean, it can completely change the game, and and for you or you know the opposite way. Um, and I that that was the first thing I learned when I got to the NFL. I mean, I cannot tell you how many punt sets I did when I was a rookie. You know, what I mean, and I still do. It's not like it's you know I've done thousands of them, but it's like one of those things. It's like it's like being a shooter. Like you take. 10,000 shots and you know what I mean like it's the same way your set is the same way which no one I know no one you to the to the average person that just watches the NFL you would never know what goes into a pump meeting or how important it is. No you wouldn't. No. No. What, what would be the I think the advantage that Luke had was because I studied him was in the NFL my NFL studies in the last couple of years was that the Cowboys were the best punt block team mm-hmm. so you were I'm sure were constantly getting schemed up. Oh, for sure. To what you had to what you had to go against yep. in that situation. Yep, no doubt. Yeah, we we uh, yeah that that was one of the great things about being in Dallas is our punt rush team. We just went after everything. You know, did you after everything? That was our philosophy because a That's lot of beautiful. times we would it that sets up the return. You know, like if guys are on their back and tumbling all over the place in the backfield, then. Cavante Turpin is going to have a lot of room to run. Yeah. Which he's that, special and too. He is special. So, and and it's always a tweaking game. You know, we kind of went back and forth a lot, but yeah. But being able to see how we did things on punt rush really helped me as a as a punt player yeah. because I had seen it all. You know, what I mean, I'd see it all the time in practice. And I think a lot another misconception is about the NFL is that practice isn't always, especially during the year, is pretty laid back and. Well, I don't know. In Dallas, <laughs> we were doing nine on seven week 18. Yeah. You know what I mean? Dang, so, well, that's and beautiful like, to hear. Punt practice was at the beginning of practice, and it was freaking – I mean, It was on. It was yeah, on. It was on. Yeah, you I lead mean, off with that. It's exactly. on. It's it's individual. Then you yep. go to your team session. Yep. And it, it, it's it's so intense because the difference is uh, in the NFL, the rules are completely different than college. So when he talks about – so the vertical set, they can't release until the ball's punted right. in the NFL. Where in college, you can release right away. So there's a, there's a little bit different scheme wise, so they have to protect in a different fashion with it. For sure, for sure, it's a lot different. Did you ever play the wing spot? Because that's 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 just that you have to have just just serious guts to play that uh, for the up and unders. I haven't I haven't yet, and that's one thing uh, I know in Tennessee, especially they move guys around a lot depending mm-hmm. on who's banged up. Um, but I have a lot of respect for those guys because 
you got I mean, the speed rushes, the up and unders, they'll put DNs out there yep. and rush you like a tackle, and you're like 235 pounds. That's what Barrett Rude was just. So. He's just like, this is the worst. Oh. I got it. I got it. I got an all-pro defensive end rushing yeah. me, oh. and I'm I'm a linebacker. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> and it's like pump. It's like it's like pass protection. It really is. And they'll go speed to power on you. Yep, speed to power. And we uh, Tony Pollard actually. So Tony Tony is like probably was probably one of the best wings in the NFL on punt team before he was really getting his shots on, on uh, offense. And I think that that was probably one of the things that people noticed about him first was just how much of a dog he was right. at that. I at mean, that. it was impressive. Like, if we had somebody go down, Bones would be like, TP, can you come take one rep? And yeah. TP would come in, like, he had to miss a step and take the rep and be good, you know. But that's a big tell for sure. Yeah, when you see those people on the punt team, that is, like I said, like that. It's like – and I, I showed pictures of uh, – Derrick Henry starting on the punt team at Alabama, yep. and sure. and he would probably could do it today. Oh yeah, and he, and he probably would do it if you asked him. 100%. He'd be like, "Hey, you gotta be the, be the left guard." Yeah, I can do that. Yep. Yeah, I'll he do did. that. Well, he looks like a DN too. So he's the people I, I've never seen him in person, but I w- I, ha- I know some friends of mine that went to camp with him, yeah. like when he was in high school, and they 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 they, they, they can describe him. Oh. They're just like you can't describe. It looks like it looks like Javon Curse type uh, of look when he walks. Like, you a DN? Really no, I'm a tailback. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's not fun. To so tell. he's not going to the ground, though. Oh no! In practice, no, absolutely not. Yeah, I guess it doesn't make sense. No. Don't tackle the horse <laughs> yeah. in practice. I'm yeah. not going to find out. Somebody else can Some, tackle. I'm not doing sounds it. Sounds like pain. <laughs> it's a rough go. Should we go to a break? We got to go to a break. Yeah. If you have any questions for Luke Gifford, please call or text four zero two four six four five six eight five. More next in studio with Luke Gifford on early break and the ticket and Bill's thrills. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Want to get smarter about investing? Then tune in to the Capital Ideas podcast from Capital Group, home of American Funds Distributors, Inc., one of the world's leading asset managers. Learn from portfolio managers with decades of experience by listening to the Capital Ideas podcast today.